0: stop the client hassling you okay however we are extremely fortunate to have Yi Ying speaking to us from china and alessandro speaking to us from italy and Assad may join us later so what i'm going to do is hand you over to our panelists and they'll tell you a little bit about themselves and how they got to where they are now and then we'll take questions in due course and penny will be sort of Sharing the, the or (laughs) coordinating the event. So I'll, I'll be quiet for now, but you might hear from me later on. But for you students who've taken part, thanks very much for joining us.
1: I had breakfast. Did you not have breakfast?
2: I'm just going to ask, before we get started, it's lovely to have you all with us. Would you mind just muting your, um, microphones okay if the students could just mute their microphones so that we we've got it so everybody can hear can Akansha I think we've got your we've we've got you and the family joining us which is lovely um but um you know might make might make it ying Ying has a very soft and beautiful voice thank you so much so it'll be good good to hear you that's lovely thanks everybody Um. Yi Ying um, Tracy, if we can take the slide down Yi Ying can we can we go to you um, to introduce yourself and tell everybody a little bit about your experience on the MSC management and the pathway to your current career okay yeah so yeah hi everyone i'm Ying and you can call me
3: Megan so yes yeah, so i come from China and now live in Xi'an. Uh, Xi'an is a city uh, which is well known for its historical tourists uh, so yeah i came to Durham for my postgraduate study in 2017 and i majored in management in finance uh, so here, I like to share some of my personal experience with all of you. And uh, yes, hope you could get something from it. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. so I've always been dreaming of entering into the consulting industry. So before the graduation, I uh, got a chance to work as a management consultant team intern in Acuvia. Uh, Well, Acuvia is a global consulting company. So we aim to like provide some advanced analytics and some technical solutions or uh, some management consulting services to the life sciences industry. And so I'll be interned for nearly three months. And after that, I graduated from Durham University and then came back to China. So in Beijing, I got my first job at Ipsos. Ipsos is also a global market research company and I work there as a a research executive. So my job responsibility is to do some marketing analysis or some consulting services for the multinational companies. And after that, nearly one year later, I changed my job and I uh, joined Shell, you know, the world's largest oil company. Yes, so I do the... So I work in the department of the strategy. So basically I do some strategy research and uh, make the strategic plan for the development of the company. Yes, so uh, in the past two years, I uh, often use some of the strategy models or some financing methods to support my daily work. So all these skills was taught during the study at Durham University. So while I'm studying at the Durham University, the department offered some like, compulsory courses like strategy, like uh, financial management, and also some uh, elective courses like uh, multinational finance and consulting. So all these courses, uh, they taught me the bas- the basic professional knowledge and also set up some. Uh, case studies to uh, give me some practical insights and so with the help of the study at Durham so I uh, could get adapted very quickly after I started to work and so cultivate my business thinking needed for my future work so yes it seemed that this year still will still be very tough because of the effect of COVID-19. And I think we are all gas stuck in at home. So under these circumstances, maybe uh, I have some suggestions uh, is for all of you to for your future career. So I think the first one thing is the internships. So uh, I think the internships experience uh, could allow you to find what you are really good at and to discover what you are where where your interests are. And also I think the internships uh, is the is one of the things that your future employer will value a lot. So it can show your working ability, it can show your working attitude, and it can, it can show your potential. So maybe uh Especially nowadays, maybe you could use some of your spare time to find some uh, remote internships. Then you could work from home. So I think the second thing is your resume. Uh, A good resume will impress you will impress your future recruiter very deeply. So so I I guess that the career office of the Durham. the department could provide the students with the help of revised resume I, I just I don't know if it's true but
2: yes maybe you could ask for such kind of help yeah being perfect timing because our colleague Ali has just arrived as you were saying that who has got the careers expertise sorry to interrupt you but I thought I should say to you, you are spot on please continue because you've got, have got some great insights Okay, yeah. So I think the last thing is to uh, have the courage to try.
3: My initial work uh, focuses on the healthcare industry, but but I have never been exposed to to, uh, medicine-related knowledge before. So yes, it's really a big challenge for me at that time, but uh, I chose to uh, face the challenge and try my best to deal with it. So my point is that, so you just be confident and to try your best to uh, do everything which may be very difficult for you at that time. And maybe you could get a really big surprise of yourself. So yes, so, so the above is Uh, my career experience and I hope maybe some of you could benefit from it, even just a small point. And so uh, the last thing is to take full advantage of your time studying at Durham and step step by step, then one day, I think, I believe that all of you could achieve what you want. Yeah,
2: Yeah, yeah, that's all, thank you. Thank you Ying, that's lovely, really help, I, really great to kind of understand that and the contribution of your studies and how you've used that in what you're doing now. Um, I'm now going to ask if um, Alessandro could could also share his experience of his studies and how it's led to what he's doing now with Luxoftica.
1: Yes, hi everyone, uh, I'm Alessandro, I come from Italy and I'm currently working as an assortment planner in Uh, LuxOptica. LuxOptica is the global leader in lenses, frames, sunglasses, and owns uh, brands like uh, Ray-Ban, Oakley, or Vogue, which I think are very familiar to you. Um, And this is actually the second position in this company, and this is the second company uh, I'm working with after graduation uh, at Durham. When I submitted my dissertation back in uh, autumn, 2018, I came back to Italy uh, because I had a job offer from another company, which, uh, which is called Hilti, uh, which is um, one of the leader for uh, construction tool. Okay? Uh, it was in the logistic department uh, and it was an internship because sometimes you say, unfortunately, but in Italy, uh, you always have to start from, uh, from the bottom, okay, so from, from an internship. But as Jijin uh, said, uh, it's very useful because you understand what you really like, uh, you know what you can improve uh, or what you are stronger um, already. Mm-hmm. And I had this experience for six months. After that, I quit because uh, I received this uh, job offer from Luxottica. Uh, I started uh, as an uh, uh, analyst, so I combined like uh, um, quantitative uh, and analytical skills uh, doing budgeting and forecasts, so a lot of numbers, I hate uh, numbers, okay, and also communication skills because um, we had some project uh, to, to, uh, to do with, uh, with the stores, so with the people directly. Uh, this was a great uh, opportunity for me because I get noticed and I um, receive this kind of, let's say promotion. okay, I changed the position. <laughs> so for me it's a, it's a promotion because you learn something new. And now I'm as I said, I'm an assortment planner uh, and I manage the um, worldwide assortment for two brands, Ralph and Vogue. And uh, this is still a, a great opportunity for me because I think, that especially in a company like Luxottica, which is a uh, uh, product related because we sell a product, uh, it's very important to know the product, okay? So you get an advantage, um, respect to your other colleague to grow personally and to boost your career. Regarding my dark experience, um, I graduated in the Master of Science in Management, the general course. And I think it's very, uh, I mean, I'm quite happy with my choice uh, back in time uh, because it gives you a strong background on uh, all the area of a business okay so it's uh, it's allow you it allow you to to have strong background in finance but also in marketing and supply chain uh, and that allows you to choose your path okay so you can try to um, do an internship in finance, then you realize maybe it's not what you really want to do in your life, and then you can change. Okay, so it's great from this point of view, um, and above all, I agreed with all the free suggestions Jijin said to you because um, curriculum, so the CV, is uh, very important, especially in a multinational company, in big companies, consultancy companies, it's fundamental. So the career um, career office in Darm is very, very, very useful. I suggest you to, to call Neil or the other colleagues because they're wonderful. And uh, <laughs> yes. And I also suggest you, as I said, uh, Jin, to try different things, okay? Do not focus on, um, for example, consultancy, okay? I wanted to become a consultant, then I realized this is not what I want to do, okay? I really like logistics, supply chain, so like the process, the organization. And I understand that this is what I really want to do. So you can choose your path and then follow it. And obviously you have to do some, uh, let's say it's not easy, okay? So uh, you you have to focus on the improvement, but I think Darm University gives you a lot of opportunities, a lot of courses, um, computer literacy courses that give you the best chances. Feel free for any question, obviously.
2: Alessandro, thank you very much, and I, I think that's that's a really telling thing that you said that you know you you came into this thinking that you wanted to be a consultant, but actually through that process you were able to reflect on what it was that you really wanted because that's a story I often hear um, from alumni. So I'm glad you you've brought it up for everybody today, right? I saw Assad briefly i don't know if anybody else noticed um i think he's he's kind of trying to bring to life for us the the live uh, you know what it's actually like to be a a management consultant at the beck and call of your clients at at any moment and and things Uh, but i think we have lost him again so i'm I'm, so what i'm going to suggest unless anybody um ah Right, yes, and, I, and now I'm getting a message from Tracy. I think it might be difficult for Asa to, to join us today, um, but that's okay. We've got some fantastic experience here with Yi Ying, Megan, and Alessandro. Thank you very much. Um, we're gonna flip this round now. It's been wonderful. Thank you very much for telling your stories. The rest of this session is going to be very much in the hands of you, the students, if you're happy to do that. What we really want to do in this session is to bring to life to you where this MSc management program can lead. And um, there is nobody better than our graduates to tell you that, um, whatever Nick might think. Um, they, they, they've lived it. So um, I'm going to ask you um, if you can if you have any questions you would like to ask. Then this is your opportunity. I don't know how familiar you all are with Zoom, but across the bottom you will see if you just just move your cursor around, you'll see a number of icons, and in the middle is one for chat. Um, so if you can click on that, it will bring up a little a little screen for you. So my question, my request is, um, if you can put, if you have a question. Could you put it in the chat box so we know what it is, and then we can can work through that. Um, And we'll we'll try and come to all the questions over the next 40 minutes. We've got plenty of time to kind of explore what the program is really like, what job hunting from it is like, and to draw on the experience of uh, Megan and Alessandro. Um, You can ask questions to both of them, either of them, anything you want. It would be lovely if you could, include you know if you if you are happy for me to come to you to to ask that question live but if you just want to put it in the chat and put your question in there um then that's that's absolutely fine so while you're thinking about that first of all i i would like to offer my own personal thanks to both of you for sharing your experience i i particularly liked the way that Ying talked about do things that are difficult challenge yourself because this year is an opportunity, and the course gives you. And I think Alessandro brought that to life with, um, you know, what you were saying about choosing to to try out things that are different. Um, and I think that there is an opportunity there. Um, so thank you for bringing it to life. While everybody's thinking about the questions, Nick, can I? Can I come to you? Is this, is there something you would like to um you would like to ask?
0: Yeah, yes, if I may. Um, uh, I, I really like the, the this this whole thing you said about about challenging yourselves and uh, and experimenting. And for me, um, the point I'd make in that is that when you're on the course in Durham, it's a great opportunity to do that without being judged by an employer. Yeah, you can make a mistake. You can pick a topic for a dissertation that you thought you were really into and then find you hate it, and it won't matter. You just do the dissertation really, really well, but if you've learned the topic doesn't excite you, you've learned it within the context of an academic course, but without going to your first job and really hating it. Similarly, of course, if you pick a topic for the dissertation that you really love, and you can then use that in your job interviews to say, hey, even though I did my master's on, say, supply chain management, my focus for my dissertation was on the fashion market and the fashion supply chain, to help you get into the fashion world, that's a good way of doing things. Would, would that make sense from your perspective, colleagues, uh, Yi Ying and Alessandra?
1: Absolutely. I totally agree with you because uh, when we are students, uh, uh, we always worry about, okay, dissertation, exams, uh, papers or whatever, no? But uh, it, it's something we can try, okay? We don't have to worry about uh, Make mistakes, as you said, because not, no one is judging us. I mean, professors are always kind and help us. Okay, so we just not have always to...
0: kind. Oh, I can I can be tough.
1: No, but I, I, yes, but tough in the me, in, in the way to improve yourself. Okay, so it's yeah. it's different. Okay, but uh, it's very it's very important to to try these things uh, when you are a student. Because as you said, I mean, I, I used uh, my quantitative dissertation I, had in, I, I made in Durham. I used that during my first, um, my first job interview because, I, I ha- as I said, I hate numbers, okay? But it was a, something quantitative, okay? And I had to do a quantitative job, so I had to sell myself to make people understand that I really n- not like it, but I can do it. I can try it, Okay. And sometimes it's important just you want to do something not that you are able to do it
0: yeah thank you that's good advice very good advice
3: uh yeah so okay yeah so so you're laying like the consulting industry we cannot choose what kind of client we we have to cooperate with so maybe some clients they have many requirements they maybe they could they will push you to uh work, and they have many strict requirements but you have to undertake it because it's your job it's the responsibility that you have to you have to take, yes. So you don't have the right to choose what kind of program. Uh, maybe uh maybe something like uh I was in the healthcare industry, but I'm not good at medicine or life science. But I have to do that because I was divided into the healthcare team. Yeah. So I have no choices, but I just need to so to practice my self learning ability to get adapted. Yes, I think yeah, maybe yes. That's the difference when we get started to work. Yeah.
0: Uh, from the sound of that, then Yi Ying, it's some of the skills you learned about how to do analysis, how to research something. You could bring yeah. to bear whatever topic you were you were assigned to. Oh, sorry. So so, so the the skills you learned from from our course about how to research something, how to make sense of data, is something you could apply anywhere?
3: Uh, Yes, our job, so the main responsibility of our job is to do some desk research and we should also do some data analysis. So uh, from the, courses, I, I, sorry, I forgot the name of the course, but yes, yes, we have really learned how to find data and uh, how to use the model to uh, do the data analysis and uh, also how to uh, search materials that you need. Yes, I think that's really benefited me a lot. Yeah. Great. Thanks.
0: Nick, do you know,
3: are we still doing that?
0: Module. Well, yes, no, I mean I, I'm relating it to, to the big module that we now call research methods and dissertation. There used to be two different separate modules a few years ago, and now they are combined. So the students all study quantitative and qualitative research methods, including how to look at data, yeah. how to look at previous reports and, and distill them and get the best out of them and then work out what sort of questions to ask and then they take that forward into a big dissertation, which is like a big research study. And I think it's interesting that that both Yi Ying and Alessandro have commented on how that process helped them. And, and they very intelligently made the most of doing that module when they sold themselves to their employer.
2: Yeah, no. It's interesting to see those themes. So I think we should reassure the students of the. It it should reassure them to to make sure they turn up for all of those all of those lectures. I think Nick.
0: Yeah, yeah. As as my (laughs) module leader for it, then um, that's that'll be a very good idea. (laughs)
2: Excuse me. Have you have you been bribing my alumni before this course?
1: Anyway.
0: (laughs) No. Anyway.
2: (laughs) Heaven forbid. (laughs) No, 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 no. It's good. It's good to hear. I'm picking up on that theme about how you use the course to, to find the right job. I'm gonna bring our colleague Ali in here. Ali, while we've got the alumni, is there anything that they can share, do you think, with the students that will help them to make the most of, of their job hunting this year? Um, yeah, I mean, for me, um,
4: we obviously, we've had already had the September intake, we've now got the January. Now from the September intake, um, we've had, well, I personally look after obviously all the master's students. What I say is we have a fantastic, we've spent a lot of money and, and, and it's a fantastic tool called Abintegro and you can do your career journey through there. So we've now created a master's handbook and this career journey that's on Abintegro. And all of my students that have engaged with Abintegro um, in September and then gone through the career journey and then seen myself maybe, you know, you can see myself you know once if that's all it needs or two three four five six times um i can help you with the mock interviews and everything and i can honestly hand on heart say um and bearing in mind i was off for five weeks over christmas um i can honestly hand on heart say that that there's seven students out of my out of the september intake that i've, I've really really took on board using ab using all of the resources and i've seen myself they've now got permanent jobs for september graduate jobs Um, It really, honestly, use careers as much as you can. That's all I'll say. You know, from mock interviews, from helping you to start with your CV, cover letters, because people might think that the CV looks okay. And yeah, it might look absolutely fantastic. And the content might be absolutely fantastic. But is it applicant tracking system ready? Probably not. The amount of students that now have got the jobs that have come to me are saying, I'm getting rejected 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 we look at the cv and i'm like yeah they're like it's my cv it's terrible and i'm like actually it's absolutely fantastic but it's not applicant tracking ready and we have a tool on ab called cv 360 which will make your cv applicant tracking ats system ready now honestly it's a fantastic tool does that it helps you with your cv which we then can help you with and brush it up and um, it's got Assessment centre tools, so I had um, a January starter actually, I've seen twice um, already and it's what it's only sort of a couple of weeks into January and I've seen her twice, she's now got an interview um, and she's been using the resources from the start um, and she she's, she came to me yesterday actually and said, Ali, what about assessment tools, you know, I know that I might have some situational judgment tests, can you point me in the right direction for help with this? I'm like, of course, Abentegro. We have a whole section to help you through your assessment centers, which as a graduate, you will usually have um, an assessment center. That's the process. And then you'll, go, you'll have a video interview, assessment center, and then you'll have sort of, well, used to be a face-to-face interview, probably now another video interview, because obviously with lockdown and everything. Um, but my point is, is do users? Us. Some people feel like they don't need careers. Some people think they might hassle us. You're not that's our job and that's what we thrive on and that's what i'm so passionate about getting you guys jobs at the end of the day like that i absolutely love my job and i love to help and i love to see all of these results you know i had to um it was funny because in december one of my students from from this september just come he was waiting on a call to see if he'd had if he got this interview now he'd been preparing for this interview but since May, since before he was even on the course, he knew he wanted this job and it was coming up. So he'd been preparing loads. He must have seen me about 12 times. Um, no joke. And he literally rang me and I was out walking the puppy with my husband and my three kids. You probably saw my kids in the background. Apologies. I am at home.
2: Great um, to, it's great to have them here. <laughs> Ying's got a very charming cat. Who, who's, <laughs> he's, he's, I'm surprised uh, my puppy's not jumped up as well. Lovely. So it's lovely. So the message really to the students, Ali, is there's plenty of support there, and there are jobs. Maybe while we've got Alessandra and Yi Ying with us, perhaps you could talk. Alessandra, you talked about how you worked with Neil, who did Ali's role before her. Can you talk through how you found your jobs and what what it took for you to find your first jobs? You talked about internship and things, but maybe bring out a little more how you used the career service. Perhaps can yeah. I can I start with you, Alessandra?
1: Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, I started with Neil and the career service, okay? Because I had a CV, it was really bad. I mean, not, uh, as Ali said, not the information, but it, it was not in that way that is used to, that human resources used to, to like, okay? So Neil helped me a lot, organizing my CV, Focus on some things that might be interesting. Okay. Sometimes you, you just, I make an exa- example. Um, you are team captain of some sport. Okay. You don't think it's important. On the contrary, it's important because it gives you some soft skills like leadership, like working on a team. Okay. Which are very important in some, in some job application. So you, you might be, it might, it might be important to, to focus on them. So I organized the CV, first of all, and also prepared, like, a, let's say, a cover letter, uh, like a general one, okay? And after that, I started applying thousands of jobs, okay? Hundreds of jobs on LinkedIn platforms or just on, directly on the website of the, the companies, okay? And uh, I found different companies that were interested. So I started job interview, video interview, first of all. And then, you, you know, like, it, it, it's not always uh, easy to proceed during the process because there are a lot, a lot of students that are interesting. And maybe you're simply not, um, you are able to do it. Okay. And I get this opportunity for um, the first job. I did, um, I didn't an assessment, set, assessment center because I, was, I still was in, uh, in the UK at that time. So it was just a free video interview with three different people, obviously. And I get the job, but that's why I choose to came back uh, um, in Italy. But after that, when I, um, when I got the Luxottica job offer, that was uh, tougher because I get the video call, the job assessment center, okay? And a personal interview with also a test, like a numerical test. So it was tough and it was uh, super useful uh, the help that Neil gave to me back in time in, in Darm and also the support you can still ask them also when you are an alumni okay because if you have any uh, any question you, you need a, a tip a support like you can just simply write an email and they, they can answer you so it's very it was very useful for me and uh, I'm honest; uh, it was uh, super helpful to to let me find a job.
2: Thank you, and thank you for reminding everybody that you know, our, uh, as you graduate, your our alumni are still a very important part of our community. Although we will encourage you to apply as, as soon as possible to to get those jobs before the deadlines close. Ying, I know in China it's quite a; it can be quite an involved process um, finding. Um, finding a job, going through th- several stages. Um, could you talk us th- through one of how you got, you know, either your job at Ipsos or your job at Shell and kind of what it involved and what, what you had to do to make that, to be successful in that?
3: Uh, okay, it's yes, for my first job at Ipsos, so uh, it's very, the uh, so CRE office helps me a lot. Yes, the so CRE office, uh, they held a CRE fair in Beijing uh, in October. Yes, so this activity is uh, held specifically for Durham students. Yes, so then when when I came to uh, Beijing, uh, came back to Beijing and I took part in the activity and I could hand out my uh CVs uh de- directly to the employers and talk to them directly. And so you then you could know uh about the job description, the detail of the job uh very clear very clearly and then when you finish talking with the employer uh they will Send you the email that inform you to uh, do some written examination. Yes, so so after you pass the written examination, and they will give you some uh, topic or some something and to like you to uh, have you to do some research or make some slides toward this topic, and. Uh, yeah, this is the second stage. And when you pass the second stage, and they will like you to come to the company to have a presentation. Yes, they will ask you some questions and you should answer these questions. And after that, you maybe have a deep chat with the manager or director. It's up, It's quite diff- different between the companies. And this is the third stage. So after that, maybe, Mm, when you finish all the three stage, stages and you pass all the three stages, then you have a final chat with uh, uh, with the boss yes yes
2: yeah. Um, and what's that like when you you know what did you draw and what kind of things were they asking you in that in that uh, meeting? The final chat uh, with the boss what, what what kind of things were they asking you? Do you remember? Uh, maybe uh so
3: they will ask you your basic information and uh, maybe some some really tough questions it's very difficult to answer yes maybe they will give you some pressure and uh, they want to see how you respond how you respond to them yeah yeah under this Big pressure and uh, yes, how you re- I react with the difficult questions. Yeah, so yeah, it but it's quite different between different companies, because um, different bosses have their different styles. Yes. Yeah, so. Okay, so so
2: be prepared. It sounds like. Um, yeah. Right. Well, I. That's been really helpful to talk about the job hunting and career. Sorry,
1: Penny. I, Penny? It, oh, Penny? sorry. Yes, sorry. Yeah, can yeah. I add so, uh, yes. something small? Um, yeah, I think it's very important, guys. I mean, this is a suggestion. I, I, I've I, done a lot of <laughs> interviews um, because, I mean, I, I tried, okay? Uh, sometimes it's not important if you, like, answer right, as Jijin said, okay? It's not important. It's important how you think, okay? How you... Um, you think on the problems are uh, you answer? Okay, the way you answer. Sometimes they, they, they don't like to, to receive the correct answer, but just to understand that you are able to do it, okay? Just a critical thinking.
2: Actually, that's very good advice. Thank you, Alessandra. I heard something very similar from another alumnus last week who was working in the finance sector where he, the interview with the CEO, the question was clearly it was he was asking him some market metric that day and you know just just to check whether he was in touch and, and had got and could create a sort of appropriate answer. So I think you're right, have confidence in your critical thinking and those. And, and things. I think can I chip in there?
0: It's 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 what we do try and get across on the course is that sometimes it is, there isn't one answer. There is sometimes one answer. If you're asked to calculate a financial ratio based on a company's financial information, there is one right answer. But if you're asked to make a strategic recommendation for whether a company should enter the Indian marketplace or not, you're weighing up a couple of things. And as Alessandro says, and as Yi Ying says, what they're looking for is the way you show your thinking, the way you weigh things up and qualify your answer and recognize that there isn't one answer because business ultimately is a social science. There's numbers involved, but you're dealing with people, people who buy stuff, people who make stuff, people who serve you, people who do the analysis. And therefore, that side of the course is very important. And and I'm glad you picked up on that. Can I just pause and go to Ali? Because Ali wanted to say something earlier on.
4: Yeah, I was just going to say, basically, when Alessandro was talking, he was saying, you know, he applied for a lot of jobs. Please don't let that put you off. Honestly, you could apply for 2000 jobs and maybe only hear back from 10 that is the nature of the beast, unfortunately. There's a lot of graduates that are going to be going for these jobs, and for one reason or another. And I always say, and people might laugh, you've got to kiss a lot of frogs before you find your prince. And it's the same with jobs. You you will apply for a lot, Nick's laughing at me. Um, you will apply <laughs> I'm for a frog. frog. <laughs> You'll apply for a lot of jobs, and don't please don't get disheartened because you know what. You'll apply for a lot of jobs and each time you go through interview and you don't get that job, it's a learning curve and it's a learning curve and you will learn even more to get that perfect job, which is Alessandro's doing that. I'm assuming that's what's happened to you. You you learn each time you get rejected from an interview. So please don't take it as rejection. Yes, it's rejection, but it's not negative. It's positive. You're learning. You're going to be better the next time and even better the time after that. So please don't let it put you off.
2: That was definitely a thumbs up from alessandro do you, do you want to add a little bit of your experience about you know what you learned from the process alessandro because
1: yeah i mean it's it's really tough sometimes you no know, because you 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 do like hundreds of uh, requests you send thousands of cv but you get reply from i don't know 10 20 maximum okay different companies sometimes you do just a um, Uh, just a test like a numerical test okay sometimes you you got the video interview or sometimes you you arrive at the last process so the assortment center I've done like I I can't remember how many video interviews but assessment, assessment center I've done like five or six I think okay from for graduate position to normal position to internship okay and it's very useful because you understand, first of all, what uh, what they ask, okay? How they ask it, okay? And uh, after that, you also understand how to approach them. Because, uh, for example, I, I have an example for these two. Um, I had a job uh, interview, an assessment center in a bank, okay, a couple of years ago. And the first uh, <clears throat> uh, the first request was to place, um, let's say play, okay? To play this, uh, this game regarding uh, um, company position. So you have to pick uh, one position, you have to, man- uh, to, to act like you are the marketing director or the human resource director or whatever, okay? No one has never done it before. I have done it in a previous assessment center, okay? So I was able to do it, I think better Than something than someone else because I had some experience. Okay, I knew what they expect, how they expect you manage the the problem, how you solve them. So I think it's very important. As Ali said, it's not uh, you are losing. Okay, you are improving yourself, your skills.
2: Thank you, thanks, Alessandro, and it's good to have that that personal, you know, Ali's advice backed up by personal experience from an alumnus who's been through it and and come out the other end into a great job um, i'm just going to say if people want to carry on asking questions about careers then please just type in the chat if there's a specific thing people want to know or they've got a particular area while well, we've got the alumni with us please please add that question there um, i was just going to move on now to to the course because and um, to ask alessandro and Yi Ying while we've got them um, obviously about the elective modules and which you took and you talked a little bit at the beginning about picking things that are different. Um, I'll come, thank you, Quinya. and I'll come back to that question in a moment. If you could just just talk a little bit about um, your, the electives you took and how you chose that and how you, how you distinguished between those, those and what you, what ultimately, looking back on it, you found valuable. Yi Ying, would you mind starting, um, would you mind starting that on, you know, how you chose your elective modules and your thoughts on that, please?
3: Uh, I think I think it's based on my interests mostly, just because I'm. Mm, I've always been dreaming of entering to the consulting industry. So when I choose the elective courses, so I uh maybe choose the courses like consulting, like multinational finance, these kind of courses which will help me uh build some asp- expertise uh in consulting industry. So I think so my rule is to choose the courses that will help me achieve my future career, my future goal, yes. Yeah, so so it's basically according to my interests. And also maybe uh, I will choose some courses that will, that is really useful uh, for you is very useful for the future even if even I'm not really interested in, in it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think sometimes uh, maybe it's very tough, it's very difficult, but it can really improve myself. So I, I will also choose this kind of courses. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I admire the challenge, Alessandra. Do you have anything to add to that on your experience
1: of work? Yes, I mean obviously choose um, on your interest. Of course, uh, I remember I chose uh, consulting, uh, new venture creation, and global business. If I'm not wrong, okay. Uh, so choose on your interest, but choose on also on what you think it's imp- most important for you. For example, I when I choose general management, it was because I wanted to have a, back, a solid background of n- not everything, okay, but um, knowing a bit of finance, a bit of human resources, a bit of marketing, so everything, okay, so I can choose the right path, like a- every path in, in the career. So I, ju- I tried to focus on something that was maybe missing in the um, core models. So for example, consulting was not uh, a focus, so I choose it. And also because it's a very important industry, right now in the world. So if you are interested in, in consulting, you just try that model, learn something new, and maybe you realize if you really like it or not. So why not?
2: Well, thank you very much. I think that's quite relevant to the question that's come in now from, uh, is it? Uh, excuse my pronunciation, Quinyan, um, So Quinnian's asking a question about preparing for recruitment. When you're asked to do research on a specific industry, how can you quickly get an insight into a totally unfamiliar industry without expertise in that area and then search useful resources to create a kind of systematic slide, slide deck? that you if you want to present. So you were talking there, Alessandro, about how, if, you know, with consulting, if you take the mod, if you if you choose to do the module on that, that gives you some background. But if it was a different area, um, Alessandro, how would how would you how would you go about approaching that? And um, how can you use the resources that you've got at, available to you at Durham?
1: First of all, at Durham, you have like access to all of that website, uh, where you, you search literacy, okay. That are, those are very important because you find thousands of information on Statista, for example, or other websites that give you a, a big insight of an industry with also numbers, which are always something useful because you have facts, okay? you can prove something you are saying. First of all, this. And second, I think uh, uh, you can always uh, use I mean, Google website or whatever And uh, above all, the company uh, website, because every company, multinational company has thousands of information about what they do, what they focus on, how they pursue something. So this is very important. And lastly, I think um, support also to, for example, a professor, okay? Um, You are applying for a company which is uh, working in the marketing, okay? You go to your professor, marketing professor, you know, you, you, you said, I mean, uh, you know this company. Yes, it's very popular. Okay, can, you can give me some advice. Yes, no, and whatever. So it's, I think it's um, very important also to ask.
2: That's good advice there. Ying, yeah, how would you um, have set, how when you had to, when you were looking at the, the areas, obviously you've a background in market research, so what tools would you recommend to the students if they're prepared, if they're trying to research a specific industry?
3: Uh, maybe you could look through some industry research that has already been done by other institutions or organizations. Um, the reasons are that this kind of industry research, uh, they have already been divided into different parts, and these organizations have already integrated the, all the existing resources and informations. So maybe you could uh, look through it and. Gather information uh, quickly uh, from just one or two industrial research, and you don't need to browse the internet to find to search the information through thousands of websites uh, or or. Or research reports. You just you just need to uh, fund some industry research and to uh, read it carefully, and you can get a basic understanding of the industry that you are uh, that you are you are going to do the research.
2: Yeah. And are there any specific companies though, or that you would recommend? There that you've used, obviously. Um, Obviously, Ipsos was very good while you were there. Um, but are there other companies that you would um, that you would recommend people use use for that? Because they've got a, lots and lots of different research reports.
3: Yes, I think that maybe some leading consulting companies' their report is okay, and also some securities companies' report. I think yes, uh, yes, it's very good for us to uh, look through to for reference. Yeah, it's, it's very good. Yeah, so maybe you can have a try. Yeah.
0: Thank can you. I, add a bit there? I think that, that that's really good advice. If you can, if you can get the focused industry sector report. That's, that's fantastic for a sector. Sometimes, however, you can't get access to it because it costs 2,000 pounds, say, yeah? So if that happens, then you go to Alessandro's approach and do a general search, because you may find that even if you can't get a specific, that particular sector, you might find enough of an overview of a marketplace to still impress an employer to say, hey, I don't understand how the optics market work, but I do know that light manufacturing in Italy is growing at this rate. And so you can have a mixture of sort of a macro perspective and a micro perspective. And I think that you're showing the employer that you've tried and you've got something there, a few numbers, a bit of qualitative stuff that they think, yes, this person has got what it takes.
4: As well, if it's it's company, um, employer related as well, um, what I say to all of my students is, um, obviously to prove that you've really researched, you've got to obviously know the job profile inside out when you're applying for a job, but also when you're researching an actual employer research them know the know the mission statement know the core values know everything like that but also a really good tip is type the company name into google and click news there's a news button and it will give you all the up-to-date information about the company. Don't obviously talk about if there's anything bad being published, which let's face it, with every company, there's always going to be something, isn't there? Um, but have a look, and it'll and, and as well, if you're sort of sat waiting for your interview, look at it again, because news might have come in in the last two minutes or something. So that's a really useful tip, because that proves that you know exactly what's going on with that company there and then. Um, and and you can bring that into to to your interview which which that's obviously employer specific but that that's really good research if you can do that
2: thanks thanks Ali and I will also give just give you a plug for the alumni network we have over a hundred thousand Durham alumni working across the world in different areas so when you've done you know when you've done your initial research you know they won't they won't do the research for you but um, most of them would will or a number of them will spare you uh, some time for a conversation yeah um, so
4: they definitely do Penny because that's another thing I do I'm like come on find find Durham alumni they're fantastic and and honestly the people that do come back everyone's been really helpful might not speak to them on the phone but even if it's over email yeah. alumni are extremely helpful I think we're renowned for having really good alumni at Durham as well so you're really looking yeah. to, to have that
2: And and hopefully just getting the chance to meet uh, Ying and Alessandro today, they can see they're not too, even if they have wonderful successful careers with big, you know, well-known international brands, they are friendly and approachable people who are happy to to share their advice. Right. Well, we're heading, I'm afraid to, to the end of the hour. So um, I'd actually like to just to take this opportunity to wrap up this session, to thank everybody for, coming along, for Ali for linking us into all that careers advice so that hopefully everybody else who's either here with us today or listening in the future um, will be our successful alumni in the future, to Nick for letting us be part of the programme, um, but particularly I would like to express our deep and profound thanks to Yi Ying and to Alessandro um, for taking time out of their busy lives at this this crazy time in in the world when there is so much else going on and and things. It is just really, I think, humbling. And you bring to life what Ali was just saying there about how supportive our network are. Um, And, you know, we are really proud of what you've achieved and how you've taken your studies on. Um, And we're very grateful to you for continuing to give back and to support our students. So. If you are still awake if anybody could you go down to the bottom and find you know, find the reactions um, and maybe give a little little virtual round of applause, thank you Jenny for doing that. Um, to our um, alumni for um, their time um, today, um, and thank you very much everybody it's lovely to see you Um good luck with the rest of your studies, as I say, I shall look forward to when I, when you too can be part of this panel in whatever exciting jobs turn up in
0: yeah and can i add by saying thank you for attending everybody i i wish you'd ask more questions but i'm guessing that's because we were asking the questions and Ying and Alessandro were automatically addressing your concerns anyway but please spread the word to your fellow students that this event was useful and they can catch up on a podcast when penny lets them know how to do it but thanks very much everybody and thank you thank you an awful lot guys for taking part and goodbye for me